Gentlemen, welcome back to another exciting episode of Pro Wrestling Uncut. I am your host, Cole Dawson, and also the big brother of Candice LeRae. That is me, ladies and gentlemen. With me, as always, my co-host, Ron Kilborn. How are you doing, sir? Fantastical. It is another beautiful day. I uh, did not get my PlayStation fucking 5. Oh, but, that's unfortunate. Uh, yeah, it went on sale at Walmart at 12 p.m., and I got a crashed computer instead. Oh, you were all ready to go, too. Mm-hmm. That's terrible. I was quick draw McGraw, hitting the F5 button a bunch of times to no avail. The bots won. Oh, that's unfortunate. And joining us today, our friend, our pal, our buddy, DJ Barbecue Charles. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I can learn how to use the green screen on here. Yeah. Oh, it's like you... I'm in an awesome room. <laughs> it does now. Look at you. You yeah. upgraded. I upgraded <laughs> dramatically. Let me tell you. Well, lots of greens in there. I'm a yeah. fan. Right? <laughs> yeah, see, I I, uh, I just started using my green screen, too. It looks like I'm in an awesome room as well. Oh, wait. This is actually my room. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It yes. is awesome. Humble brag. Hashtag yeah. humble brag. Hey, don't that. Be- that Andre the Giant is going to walk away from your room one of these days. <laughs> I don't have to put salt and uh, you know lemon juice in my wound. I know I have a shitty room. So, are you gonna come? Are you gonna come to him, Cole, and go up, <laughs> up? Oh man! But yes. So today, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be doing a first on Pro Wrestling Uncut. This will definitely be a staple going forward. Uh, this is something that Ron and I love. Uh, something I did on an old podcast with Ron, and we both love this idea. It tends to lead to lots of fun arguments and uh, good discussions. So today we are debuting the Pro Wrestling Uncut Top 10 list. Today, specifically, uh, honoring November and uh, WWE history and Thanksgiving right around the corner. We are going to be doing our top 10 Survivor Series moments of all time. So the way this is going to work, Ron and I will take turns going from 10 to 1 on our list. Uh, If we have an agreement, we're going to mark it down. And uh, then we will discuss to make a consensus Pro Wrestling Uncut show top 10 Survivor Series moments and the deciding vote, when we can't agree, goes to DJ Barbecue. I am a winner, and I will be down the middle when I judge this. <laughs> so what you're saying is we're both going to have top tens, and then we're just going to fine-tune, dwindle it down to the official top ten with cutthroatness and dramatic, awesome conversations. Yes, Bingo. sir. You nailed it. Yes. Oh, oh man. 
feeling pretty good. Okay? Right now, Are guys. you okay there? Are you I'm okay? feeling great. Yes, sir. Sure. I'm one day away from vacation. I just got one more work day to get through, and then I get to go on the best week of my year. Uh, every year, the week of Thanksgiving to idaho to where my parents and my brother are now and uh for you know of course the thanksgiving but my main event of the week is tuesday before thanksgiving it is official vaughn family holiday uh where my cousin and i go out and sit on the salmon river all day long catching giant freaking trout and it's a magical wonderful day usually we get a flyover from the uh, family of bald eagles that lives there in that canyon we see elk we see turkeys it's a fun day Uh, last year it snowed on us pretty heavily so that was fun but we caught a lot of fish and that's all i care about so i'm excited best week ever thanksgiving at the dawson house so what are your guys plans for turkey day misgivings charles I was going to say I was going to eat a lot of turkey, ham, some green bean casserole, make some mashed potatoes, get all crunk with it. Yeah, I, I definitely plan on fucking up some food. This COVID shit really made me, like, buckle down and uh, treat my body fairly. I've been, uh, I built a gym in my garage and I just been fucking murdering that every day because if we're stuck in the house sitting around anyway, might as well be productive. So I've been kind of like looking forward to this. I'm going to have a death row style meal on Thanksgiving. That's fantastic. So, and Ron is very familiar with uh, smorgasbord food servings at the Dawson house. So, you know, we're going to be in food comas all weekend. Oh yes. Yes. God, God bless your dad. So, all right, that's it. Let's get to the list. Ronald, your number 10 survivor series moment in the history of Evers. All right. Well, first off, Ron, the list. This is a humble one. I decide I, I really wanted this to be on my list because this is a personal one, and I'm pretty sure it's on yours. <laughs> and I don't, and I don't, I don't want to be too over the top and put this high up on the list, but it's going on the list regardless. And I call this number ten. Candice LeRae stands tall. Last year, Team, N- Team NXT and the women's side won their Survivor Series match. And at the end of that segment, the end of that match, you see Candace celebrating with all of her team on the, on the stage. And I loved it. Hit home and uh, was really happy that that happened. That is my number 10. That, that's, a, that's a good place to start. Good for you with the first name drop. Uh, beating me to the punch. Uh, that is not my number 10 moment. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was much more shameful than you were <laughs> in ranking this in the histories of my favorite Survivor Series moments, but it's my goddamn list, so it's uh, it might it might come up again later. <laughs> you never know. You never know. But my number 10 moment, now this is the one I kind of put on the list um, because... It wasn't necessarily a heralded moment or greatness, but this was the one time that Andre the Giant really got to shine in the main event of a pay-per-view. And so my number 10 moment is Andre the Giant being the sole survivor in the first Survivor Series main event. I like it. I like it. Speaking of up, he is up on your list. (laughs) The Undertaker. What? The Undertaker. 
about We're it? not there yet. All right, so then I will go with my <laughs> number nine. Uh, this one was cool. Uh, this is definitely one that I'm sure we all watched together, Ronald. Uh, this, this was... After years of being on the shelf with the broken back and whatnot, Shawn Michaels finally returned to the WWE, and the storyline led to the first Elimination Chamber match, and Shawn Michaels stood victorious at the end, uh, regaining the WWE Championship. So number nine on my list, Shawn Michaels uh, winning the first Elimination Chamber match. I like it. That's, that's, That's one that you've beaten me to. Uh, that is also on my list, but we'll get there. We will get there. My number nine is the start of a year-long storyline that failed, but the initial start of it pissed me off, and it made me glued to my TV every Monday to see what was going on. And that is Austin gets run over by a car. Yep, Austin was uh, having an interview backstage, and all of a sudden this car comes out of nowhere and runs Austin over. Puts him on the shelf for a year. Now, obviously, the car running him over wasn't the thing that put him on the shelf for the year. But for storyline purposes, that was good enough. Now, we all know how that storyline ended because Rikishi did it for The Rock. And, uh, yeah, that was kind of disheartening. But the initial <laughs> running running over of, of Stone Cold was a pretty big moment in my Survivor Series fandom. This, this is one of those, those moments that... Um... It's one of the things you remember, obviously, because the guy got run over by a motherfucking car. You know, bald guy with a goatee, you're going to get hit by a car. And so, watch yourself, <laughs> Ronald. Yes. Oh, shit, I better, I better shave. <laughs> so, so, it was fun. But, like, it's one of those things, I just remember it happening. I didn't know when it happened. And then I was watching, you know, skimming through Survivor Series moments and watching, you know, I watched parts of probably 12 survivor series shows yesterday now and i was like oh that's when rock when austin got hit by a car cool <laughs> so it, while it was a memorable moment i didn't associate it with survivor series so it didn't make my list but we probably shouldn't give all the spoilers while we're doing this so uh your number eight pick my number eight pick is the crowning of the corporate champion 1998, they, uh, it was the first year that they'd done away with all Survivor Series-type matches and made one giant tournament. And The Rock was on the cusp of being uh, a mega babyface. He had just left uh, the nation, and he was starting to do babyface stuff. He beat the crap out of McMahon. And it was a big old swerve when they screwed uh, Mankind out of the title, and then they crowned The Rock as the official corporate champion. I was pissed as a 12-year-old. But looking back, it was a pretty sweet moment. Yes, very cool. I, that was one of the things I did go back and watch yesterday. I enjoyed it very much. It's all good stuff. Uh, back when wrestling could be somewhat unpredictable. But speaking of unpredictable, my number eight moment here. Uh, this one was really cool. Is This was actually kind of a surprise. So, oh, what was it? WrestleMania early uh, 22 three ish i think many many years ago goldberg and brock lesnar met for the first time 
and they both had one foot out the door and WrestleMania was their last day. So they both went out there to have a match to make sure neither of them were going to get hurt. And so <laughs> it was the drizzling shits uh, for something that was kind of a dream match. And, and it just didn't work. So some uh, t- 12, 15 years later or so, <laughs> Goldberg and Brock 2 happened at Survivor Series and Goldberg destroyed Brock. Just speared him, picked him up, jackhammer, boom, one, two, fucking three. Like, and it was shocking. It was awesome. It was like one of the only memorable moments from the last decade for me at Survivor Series. So it made number eight on my list. Goldberg destroying Brock Lesnar. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So then my number seven here from here on, we kind of get into the, this is obviously Cole's list uh, category of the thing um, because uh, most of the rest of these matches have kind of a common theme. So I'm going to Bret Hart versus diesel uh, because it is by far the best thing that Kevin Nash ever did in his career in a wrestling ring. And uh, the reason this one really stood out was because this was the first time anyone took a big table bump in WWE or WWF at the time, obviously. And Brett was on the apron and Diesel runs and hits him with a, a, the, a, the running knee. And Brett flies off the apron and dives head first through this fucking table. And it just destroys. And he's just laying there with his feet in the air because he just took basically a pile driver by himself <laughs> off of the st- <laughs> through a table onto the concrete. And it was badass. And it's one of the cooler things that Bret Hart's ever done, too. It was very memorable. So that is number seven, Bret Hart versus Diesel. And this was back when their tables were just simply tables with sheets over them. Yes. That was <laughs> funny, too, just kind of going back. And you watch something that's from the 90s, and you're like, man, like... They just had tables out there with sheets and all this, but like, it's so it's fun. And, and, you know, they didn't have the Titan Tron and everything. And so you're watching um, something from MSG where it's just the, you know, the background is the entrance and, and that's it. That's the hard cam side is where the guys come in. And it's, and, and, you know, for years and years now, they've gotten into, you know, the way that it looks now where you've got the stage and hard cams usually, you know, the stage is left of hard cam and it just looks the same every night. And so I kind of missed when it looked different. So um, uh, we are to Ron's number seven top or top 10 Survivor Series moments in history. Number seven for me uh, was something that I missed in my fandom. But going back as a historian was a pretty big moment. Uh, this is the uh, when Hulkamania rested in peace, The Undertaker defeats the, uh, Hulk Hogan for the WWF Championship at the time. Uh, looking back, that was a pretty sick moment. My first uh, ever viewing of Taker winning a championship was when he beat Psycho Sid at WrestleMania 13. So it was cool to go back and learn that he had uh, another title reign uh, over the immortal Hulk Hogan. That's my number seven. Sweet. So then we will go with you, your number six Survivor Series moment. 
My number six is already on your list. That is the debut of the Elimination Chamber and Shawn Michaels' uh, uh, revitalization, winning the, the World Heavyweight Championship. Him wearing the big gold uh, from WCW is a sight to see. What's also a sight to see was his uh, day of makeshift gear, that uh, brown tights and the cowboy boots, because they literally had nothing <laughs> as far as gear went. <laughs> Uh, that was a fun read in his uh, autobiography book, but yeah, no, that's my number. That's my number six. Chamber HBK two thousand two. That and his freaking haircut. What the hell was Sean thinking that day? <laughs> I don't know. I, I have no idea. He 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 looked like a little little Catholic boy. <laughs> All right, so that brings me to my number six moment. Um, this one was really cool. Um, this is definitely one I remember from childhood in my early fandom. And uh, I just, uh, this match is really good. Um, it's fun to go back and watch, but it's not so much the match that Bret Hart had with Bob Backlund and this, with the submissions uh, stipulation. So the stipulation for this match was that each one had a corner man and the corner man had to throw in the towel, you know, for the match to be over. So the only way to win was, was basically by the corner giving up and um, was Bob Backlund's corner man. And something happened. I don't, I don't specific. I know there was a bump. Owen took out Davy boy. He was out of the picture. So Owen goes over to his mom sitting at ringside thanksgiving special begging his mom crying please throw in the towel mom please you got to i'm so sorry and i want my brother to get hurt and as soon as she throws the towel in owen starts laughing and pointing and it's just fantastic to watch and it was a really cool moment owen hart begging helen hart to throw in the towel i'm so glad uh, to hear that's on your list because uh, we will talk about it much later uh, yes. yes. <laughs> oh, so I get. I'm going with the odds first, right? Yeah, that's what we're doing. We're, so we each get to do two in a row. I kind of, kind of uh, worked out naturally in the in in you know just go going through this for the first time Tremendous. with the hosting duties. So my number five moment. Um, this is my favorite Survivor Series of all time, 1990. This year was the first year they did the big survivors match at the end of the card. And so. Oh no. He's pausing for a look break. At, look, look at him. He's posing. He's posing. He's doing the dab. He's waving. Hi, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to oh, fill in this dead air that Cole, that Cole's under right now. So yeah, his number five. I, I'm I'm really anxious to see what his number five is. I like my number five. I can't wait to to uh, spill my number five. If you were going to fill in a number five, Chuck, what would your number five Survivor Series moment be? Go. Um, I well, want the to... time we have. Uh, <laughs> I will. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Go for it, sir. No, I I would have to say I agree because I loved the Undertaker versus Hulk Hogan. At the Survivor Series, and unfortunately, Hulk Hogan rested in pieces, and the Undertaker won gold. So that would be right in the middle for you. That would be your number five. Yeah, that'll be probably right in the middle. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Oh man, no. Oh, we dropped. We lost Cole, guys. Hey. Oh man. See what happens when we bring in the Ron, Ron Tastic, Ron Wonderful, 
he just overdoes it and Cole just can't hang anymore, you know? Hey, so, Hey, I used to tell people to run for their life, but now when I'm, when I'm coming into your ear holes, it's run for your life. There you everyone go. Needs, everyone needs a little run in their life. And I'm and not so was, little anymore. And that was brought to you by KBAC.rocks. KBAC Radio. Go to KBACradio.com and feel the excitement. Man, I wish I could be a, I wish I was a naughty boy and Christmas came early because right now I could use a lump of coal right now. Yes, yes. And that one was brought to you by Midwest All Pro Wrestling. Go to MidwestAllProWrestling.com and get tickets and feel the excitement today. And don't forget to jump on the Ron Stoppable Coal Train. Get under the Ron Fluence because all the coal kids are doing it. And that was brought to you by Remedy Brewing Company. It's the remedy for what ails you. Oh, man. So let's see what else is Ron the list. Yes. So, I mean... Uh, I mean, I don't know what else to do. We might be able to edit a lot of this out. Uh, but, you know, I could just read my number five. But, you know, Cole likes being the odd one. So maybe uh-huh. we'll just wait for him to come in and be the odd one. But the, you know what? The world famous Cole Dawson decided to say that his computer took a dump. So go ahead, Ron. It is your platform. It is your show right now. Unfortunately, Cole had some technical difficulties. Oh, man. Technical difficulties. It's kind of like wrestling him in a match. So, uh, <laughs> I love it. I, I had to love you, Cole, yes. wherever you are in technical difficulties land. So, am I just gonna spout off my list all from yeah, five go to ahead. one? All right, go let's ahead. do it. Let's do it. Number five, I have two moments from this Survivor series, and this is one of my favorites. At the this is the beginning of my fandom. And The Undertaker returned at SummerSlam 1994, and then after he defeated The Undertaker, he wanted to extract revenge on the person that put him out and sent him up to the heavens earlier that year. But the only way he was going to be able to defeat Yokozuna and make sure nobody else came out and beat up The Undertaker and put him in that casket, who do they call? Who do they call, Charles? They call Mr. Chuck Norris to come out and enforce this match. And wouldn't you know it, Walker, Texas Rangers struts that ass out there. And everybody who tries to come in gets intimidated, gets that cold Chuck Norris stare right in their face, and they back up. Jeff Jarrett was the first one to actually take a swing and got an actual sidekick from Chuck. That was awesome. And the plan worked. Taker closed the lid on Yokozuna. Undertaker got his revenge. Boom. Number five, Chuck Norris enforces the casket match. You just don't mess with the old Chuck Norris. Hell no. Hell no. Number four, my number four has been discussed already by Cole. And I'm going to simply call this Goldberg Destroys Lesnar. And I'm pretty sure me and Cole share the same title. Uh, yeah, I, I can't piggyback on anything Cole said uh, when he uh, defended his uh, placement. Uh, yeah, they had a match at WrestleMania 20. Uh, it kind of stunk up the show. Uh, and then a handful of years later, you got Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg. You think it's going to be just this long, you know, powerhouse match, but it was literally seconds long. Goldberg spears him, gets up, and just picks him up for the jackhammer and beats him. Everybody in the audience was just stunned and going ape shit, including, you know, us watching it at home. That's my number four. That's my number four. That was a good time. Number three. Number three is something that I didn't even get was happening at the time because I was 11 
but looking back, it's just insane that this took place. And, you know, this this thing has been discussed multiple times by multiple platforms, by multiple people, conflicting opinions. But it doesn't uh, change the fact that this is a huge, crazy moment. Number three for Ron is the Montreal Screwjob. Ah, yes. Yeah, that was that's insane to look back at. You know, when I first watched it, it just looked like something messed up. Um, I didn't I didn't understand what I was watching. I just knew something was like wrong. Uh, but yeah, looking back as an adult and as someone who's been in the business, I can't imagine that happening to anybody. And if it did, I, I don't know how I would feel. But <laughs> but yeah, that that is um, that's a big one, and it deserves to be top three. Number two. We're coming down to it, Chuck. You feel it? Yes, I feel it. You sound jazzed. I am excited. Sweet. Number two. <laughs> number two is rather recent. And I had the privilege of seeing the big payoff. Well, lack thereof, but somewhat of a payoff live. And that is the debut of Sting in the WWE. That was something I was not expecting ever. So when he came out and walked down to the ring, had a face-to-face with Trips, Triple H, uh, that was a big moment. I was literally jumping out of my seat, uh, for lack of a better term, marking out hardcore. And I had the pleasure of being at that WrestleMania that next year when he lost to Triple H for some reason. Yeah, that we don't talk about that one. I mean, let me just go off on this for a second. So you got right. this guy who has never been to WWE for, forever. The he's never been to WWE. He's he was he went down with the ship with WCW, and I mean, right there, WWE, Vince, you won, you won. It doesn't it doesn't matter anymore. You won, you beat them. That's in the record books. So when this guy comes, big old baby face pop goes over again, goes up against the authority in Triple H. You know, if he just beats Triple H, it ain't gonna matter. WWE is still the king. I mean, and not only that, he got hit in the head with a sledgehammer and got pinned by Triple H, and they shake hands afterwards? Right. Motherfucker, you hit me with a sledgehammer, I will find you and your family. And we will go to work until one of us is dead. Anyway, my number one, which I don't think anyone would pick as a number one for this list, but I'm going to tell you why this is number one on my list. When I was eight years old, I was literally sitting in front of my screen crying when this was happening. Little eight-year-old Ron was literally in front of his TV sobbing with my parents making fun of me in the background. And Cole discussed the whole thing, and he said he doesn't know certain parts of the match, but I do because it stuck with me. And this is uh, Bob Ackland beats Bret Hart in a submission match, and Owen deceives his mother. So the match, as Cole described, is Bob Backlund versus Bret Hart. Each of them has a corner man. Bob, uh, Bob has Owen. Bret has Davy Boy. Out of nowhere, Owen shoves Davy Boy into the steps and knocks him out. So no one is throwing in the towel for Bret. And as Bret sees this, Bob Backlund hooks the crossface chicken wing, and he's in that hold for, like, almost eight minutes. And this entire time... Owen is putting on the waterworks and on his knees pleading to his mother to throw in this towel. And, and like, to the point where, like, I'm invested in this brother versus brother feud, and I've hated Owen this whole time, but he's actually convincing me 
the child that he's had a change of heart and like, oh my God, save my brother. So I'm literally like begging Helen with Owen, throw in the towel. <laughs> like willing to accept Bob Backlund as the champion for Bret Hart's safety. And so when it finally happened and Owen started celebrating and he cut that vicious promo about his, about his parents and Bret are idiots, I was so, like, I was so sad. And it just took me on a wave of emotions. So that is my number one. And that is just in time because it looks like Cole has returned. I have returned. So, uh, but just for, for my purposes so I can keep my list straight, can you just quickly go five through one one more time for me? And with then we're going to have to talk about that, here? that last one that you were just saying there, Ron. Yep. Uh, like we, we're going to talk about it? Yeah, yeah, we're okay. going to talk about it. Well, I'll, I'll quickly rapid fire uh, for Cole just uh, just for him to catch up. Because I already did my big spiel, uh, theatric announcements during it. So I'll just go down the list. Number five, Chuck Norris enforces the casket match. Number four, Goldberg destroys Lesnar. Number three, the Montreal Screwjob. Number two, the debut of Sting. And number one is Owen deceives his family to throw in the towel for Bret Hart. I am so proud of you that Owen is your number one. <laughs> well, you're gonna you're gonna have you're gonna have to go back and listen to it because my description of the, of of that you know taking place while I was a child was pretty it was pretty good, and I don't think the audience would like me to repeat it, but you know Chuck could uh, edit that out. <laughs> All right, so I'm just checking a couple things here. One, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five. We have six agreements. So that's perfect. Um, so I don't know how far I got into my explanation of my number five, where I was talking about winners versus winners before you guys lost me. Uh, I realized you guys hadn't moved for a while, and then it went. <laughs> so well, we thought you were doing the dab, or you're just trying to pose. Oh, it's good stuff. So my number five was uh, Tito Santana, Ultimate Warrior, Hulk Hogan taking on, I think, like eight of the villains from the night's pay-per-view. And uh, this was kind of the first time they rubbed Hogan and Warrior together uh, to kind of set up for some really great storytelling leading into WrestleMania six. So, uh, yeah, the finals of the 1999 uh, Survivor Series is is my number five moment. Number four. You said 1990 or 99? 90, sorry. 1990, 9-0. So my number four uh, was one that we agreed on. My number four is Taker beats Hogan. Uh, really cool moment. Ric Flair, Mr. Perfect involved, distracting refs, sliding in the chair, and Undertaker tombstones Hogan on the chair. Uh, one, two, three. Really cool. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they had this led to a really cool kind of thrown together makeshift pay per view Tuesday in Texas, and uh, they had the rematch and Hogan, of course, regained the title. Uh, so it was a fairly short uh, title run for shock va uh, shock value, really. Um, and that's my number four. Uh, my number three moments because when I just off the top of my head look back at uh, Survivor Series. This literally is the third thing I thought of. And uh, this obviously means more personally than, you know, as a fan, 
Um, but it is the the Survivor Series debut of Candice LeRae, and uh, watching them win, her getting a win and celebrating everything, all very cool stuff. It, it really uh, meant a lot. It was really cool that she's done three of the big four now. Um, so and she'll be there forever. People will remember her, and so that is my number three moment. My sister. Candice LeRae making her Survivor Series debut. So my number two, while is probably more significant in my life, because this is the first wrestling match I remember. Like from my actual, it's not necessarily in chronological order. Obviously, I've watched matches from the 60s and 50s, but this is the first match, like when I look back in my history, I remember this match. This specific match cemented my love of professional wrestling. And without this match, I would not be here today talking to you guys about Survivor Series. Um, Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels, 1992. Uh, 92 uh, was weird because it was the first year they didn't have any Survivor Series matches on the 92 card. There wasn't one at all. But the main event was champion versus champion, Bret Hart versus Shawn. This also had a really cool match, which didn't make either of our lists, but it was on my board for a while. Uh, Ric Flair and Razor Ramon taking on Randy Savage, and we got a babyface turn for Mr. Perfect. Um, I remember that build-up more because um, this is this is when I first started watching wrestling. So I remembered that build-up more, but the match I remember Brett and Sean, and it's still to this day one of my top five favorite matches of all time. So that's my number two moment, Bret Hart. And Shawn Michaels, which leads me to Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels <laughs> at Survivor Series. <laughs> uh, now, this is top on my list because I really, truly believe that this is the most significant event in professional wrestling. Because from this one singular event, we basically relaunched wrestling into the mainstream and it led to the Mr. McMahon Hogan feud, which ultimately sent wrestling off on another level to where you weren't a nerd. If you liked wrestling at school anymore, because everybody was watching wrestling. So the Montreal screw job is my number one survivor series moment of all time, because I mean, to me, it's the most significant thing to happen it kicked off the attitude era. I mean, like it really did. This moment just set a path of destruction going on for years. To this day, the McMahons are just hated heels, and it all stems from this one moment. So uh, while maybe Brett wasn't the top guy and he, he wasn't the biggest draw of all time, I believe he's responsible for not only Mr. McMahon, but making Stone Cold Steve Austin a top guy. And this moment with the, the all together made that whole feud work and uh, led to wrestling being a multi-billion dollar industry now. So fuck everyone that says Bret Hart didn't accomplish anything. (laughs) (laughs) 
So that was both of our top ten lists. Uh, I'm happy you guys were able to continue without me. The pro- just no, the professionalism is incredible. So we have six agreements. So that's perfect. There won't be too much for Charles to bullshit about. Um, I'm not going to write them down in any specific order. Do we really want to order our top ten as well, or do we just want to make a top ten list and call it good? <laughs> so. So, uh, I'm, hmm. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure if I, how, uh, well, screw it. No order. Let's just take the six, put it well, on the board. I'll, I'll go, I'll go the top, kind of from the top of our list down in okay. reverse order of we delivered it. We both agree the screw job's pretty high in the list, so that's going to go down as number one for me. And we both agree that, uh, Owen getting Helen to throw in the towel is incredible. So I'm putting that down as number two. It's going to be a lot of uh, the Hart brothers because I forgot to give my little thing since I went through all these Survivor Series matches and the pay-per-views and the cards over the last couple of days. I realized Survivor Series has kind of been the shit since like 1997. <laughs> like It's really been a throwaway pay-per-view that, you know, the first four or five years when they were true to the concept and they held, you know, the, the Survivor Series styles matches, it was super interesting and entertaining. And then I just feel like once they got away from it, this just kind of became another like in your house, you know, type pay-per-view where it wasn't really a big four to me anymore. And it hasn't been for a long time. Did you have the same experience, Ron? I did. I did. And you said you had multiples with like all honorable mentions and I, I struggled to get to 10. Uh, but I had, there was a, there was a point where I was like, Oh wait, I had four from the same pay-per-view. I better, I better do a little more research because looking back, I don't think there's been a perfect survivor series since Oh two. Because everything was perfect on that show. That that's it had uh, <laughs> it had uh, the the infamous Rico spot. Come on, Jeff! God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah, it had uh, Kidman versus Jamie Noble, which is a fucking barn burner. Um, it had Brock Lesnar versus Big Show, where we all were just glued to the TV in your living room. Just one, because at that point, Brock Lesnar had F5'd everybody. And we all were like, like he can't F5 the Big Show. He can't F5 the Big Show. There's people that argue. I was like, yeah, he can. He can F5 the Big Show. I think you and I were the only ones on team he can F5 the Big Show. And so when he did, we all just like, yes! <laughs> it was the best moment ever. And then, you know, Paul Heyman betraying Brock that night was crazy. And then finally, the Elimination Chamber debut. And uh, also, that same pay-per-view was the debut of Scott Steiner, which was, you know, kind of on my list. But I was like, nah, if I'm not putting the debut of The Undertaker on here, damn sure not putting Scott Steiner on there. Well, there was actually, that was one of the things I wanted to say. I wanted to talk about that was on, Undertaker's debut was on my honorable mentions list. But The Shield debuted at Survivor Series. The Rock debuted at Survivor Series. So that like I, I found going back that there were a lot of historical things that happened where they had debuts. Like the Rock, Rocky Maivia was Survivor Series. That was his debut. So it it was just crazy to kind of go back and see all that. And so uh 
I mean, this was fun. The Chuck Norris thing did make my honorable mention list, so that's not an automatic elimination for me either. But there was just, like, Survivor Series was so fun when Jerry, those couple years where Jerry Lawler did all those promos, and he had, the you know, there was the, the one with Doink, and, you know, with all the midgets, and the one with the Hart family, with, you know, all the kings, you know, the, the, the knights in the... It, I just, I miss the fun of Survivor Series because it was a Thanksgiving thing and so they did have a little more fun with it back in the day. So, One of my favorite Survivor Series matches as a kid was the four doinks versus Bam Bam, Bash and Burger, and the Head Shrinkers. <laughs> that was some good shit. They, the, one of the Bushwhackers who were the, one of the, who were the doinks uh, actually beat Fatu, Rikishi, with the, was slipping on a banana peel. It was perfect. <laughs> So how are we going to solidify this top ten? Are we just going to take that six, put them up, and then Charles is going to pick the final four? Yes, that I think. Well, we could kind of pick apart like if there's any that from your list that you want to just kick off the list right away um, that we see offhand that just can go, then we can do that. I think we can each eliminate one. I think we should all put it in Chuck's hands. Take it out of our biased hands. <laughs> okay, so here's what we have. We have agreed the Montreal screw job is uh, very high on our, our list of priorities. Owen Hart begging the family to throw in the towel for Brett. Uh, Undertaker beating Hulk Hogan. The first elimination chamber match, Shawn Michaels winning and regaining the WWE title. Uh, Candice LeRae's debut at Survivor Series is definitely making the top 10 official list uh, and Goldberg destroying Brock Lesnar. We agreed on six of our top 10, so we're left with eight options here. Uh, So, Charles, if you're playing along, we got the debut of Sting, Chuck Norris as the enforcer for, for Undertaker versus Yokozuna casket match, uh, the Rock heel turn joining the corporation and becoming the corporate champion, winning the Survivor Series tournament. Uh, Austin getting run over by a car. Uh, Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels, 1992 champion versus champion. Uh, the 1990 Survivor Series winners versus winners Survivor Series match, the main event. <clears throat> Bret Hart versus Diesel, specifically the first big table bump in WWF history. And Andre the Giant is the sole survivor of the first Survivor Series main event. So, Charles, we've got four spots. Uh, Tell us what you're keeping. Tell us what's going. And uh, maybe a little bit why. This is your chance to shine, DJ Barbecue. Take it away. All right. So, what I did was I actually took... I picked out of all your guys's, and some of them you guys matched. So I'm just going to say what I picked and I put on our Twitter account, uh, the ones that stood out. Uh, the number one that one that I stood out for number, I would say, 10, uh, would be the NXT uh, standing tall, Candice standing tall at the end of that match. Uh, the next one that I would have at number nine is Owen Hart begs his mom to throw in the towel. Uh, the other one, classic number eight, Chuck Norris does Chuck Norris and, you know, pretty much kicks Jeff Jarrett right out of the, the boots and out of the arena. Uh, the Montreal screw drop, screw drop at number seven. Uh, the Rock becomes the corporate champion at number six. 
Hulk Hogan rests in peace, Undertaker <clears throat> becomes champion. Sting debuting. Goldberg spearing the hell out of Brock Lesnar. I put, and this is just one that I put, and it's not one I just wanted to throw that out there, is that The Rock did the rock bottom on uh, Stone Cold to win. I thought that was the one that you said, but I could be wrong. So I put it there. Uh, you guys could tell me. But the number one was obviously because I have a lot of respect for Cole and for the family uh, is the fact that Candice LeRae debuted on Survivor Series. Cool. So, can so Candice is number one and ten on your list? Yes. Interesting. <laughs> okay. So, cool. That was Charles' list. Now, Charles, the subject at hand. <laughs> well, no. That's why I asked you because I didn't know if that's what you said about uh, the one was up in question about the rock bottom. So I'm pretty sure I picked out of your guys's. Out of what, was the what was the rock bottom? I thought one of you guys said there was the rock bottom to Stone Cold. No, and no he said Stone Cold getting hit by a car. <laughs> oh, that's what it was. Okay, my bad. Totally my yeah. bad. Okay. <laughs> he did it for the rock. Rikishi. Okay, so go, Cole. Okay. I made that mistake on that one. So of of the eight, you you named uh, the Rock corporate champion, Chuck Norris, and Sting debut. Are you wanting to go with Austin gets run over by a car as your fourth choice then? Yes. And fuck all my four choices. All right. <laughs> I see what's going on here. Oh. I lose internet connection one time and my list gets blown up. <laughs> I, didn't put, I didn't even put that together as you read it back, Colson. <laughs> so alright so let me just jot this down real quick um, so Charles what was your absolute number one your personal uh, favorite Survivor Series moment of all time better yet give him the final list and just have him fucking order it on the spot <laughs> I don't think I don't think our fans want us to go back through an order. I kind of have an order. I I I, I took kind of the average score of where we had our six that we agreed with and ranked those, and then these bottom four. I'm kind of going in the order that Charles gave them to him, and so that's going to be our top ten list. I think we're good. So the official. Well, I will tell you my favorite one. Which yeah, I give think, us your your favorite your personal favorite okay. moment without our biases and our list in mind. <laughs> and I'm putting this as what made the biggest impact in pro wrestling in mainstream all added together was unanimously has to be the Montreal Screwdrop. That was like the biggest thing that was going. I remember everybody that I knew that did not watch pro wrestling back in the day we're talking about it. That's all they talked about. Everybody did. It didn't matter who you were. They were always like, oh, my God, because they thought that everything was. I mean, it just it was well done. We've heard all the stories, all the urban legends. But, yes, that's exactly what stands out. That put the biggest impact. No Survivor Series has ever topped that Survivor Series on impacts in, like, the whole mainstream, the whole professional world. That actually shook the world. All right. So after all the debate is done, all the grand, the the the, the grand dios, blah, 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 my tongue is uh, the at the moment. Yeah, all the grandeur and all those good stuff. Uh, as we pitched our ideas and fought for it, here is the official pro wrestling uncut 
top 10 list. Number 10, Stone Cold Steve Austin gets hit by a car. Number 9, The Rock and the corporation screw Mick Foley and The Rock becomes the corporate champion. Number eight. Now I'm good with number eight because this was also on my list of on you know right there. Almost made the cut. I left my asses. I watched the whole thing yesterday when we were making our list and whatnot. This is really cool. Chuck Norris as the enforcer for the rematch of the casket match: Undertaker versus Yokozuna. Number seven. Sting debuts in the WWE. Number six, Goldberg destroys Brock Lesnar to become the champion. Number five, my sister, Candice LeRae, makes her Survivor Series debut. Number four, yes. (laughs) Number four, (laughs) the first elimination chamber. First elimination chamber, number four. Uh, Shawn Michaels winning uh, the WWE title. With homemade, with last second made gear and a Dutch schoolboy haircut. Sean Number f- big gold. Yes, sir. <laughs> Number four, uh, the first elimination chamber match. I should remember where I'm at. Number three. <laughs> <laughs> Hulkamania rests in peace. The Undertaker beats Hulk Hogan to become the WWF champion. Number two, Owen Hart begs his mother to throw in the towel. And save his brother Brett. And number one, the Montreal screw job. The most uh, uh the biggest moment in the history of the Survivor series. Uh this has been a lot of fun. Uh what what else do you guys think we should do later on down the line? What are you guys feeling like next top ten list next month? Well, I mean the the most topical one's gotta be the Royal Rumble. Ooh. We gotta, we gotta do t- top ten rumbles, baby. That's or the one Rumble that's coming up next, or, isn't it? Or Rumble moments, because you know, you know, they're all the same. You know, Rumble matches. Yeah, but, Rumble you know. matches, Rumble moments are all going to be basically that. There's one off the top of my head I can think of since we keep talking about Bret Hart stuff that might actually be different than someone winning the Royal Rumble. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, let's not uh, get, let's not get too far into it. We'll save that for January. Yeah, I think that's January, but maybe what you end what's of the, the next year one for next month. Oh, I don't yeah, care. I think, we got to do one for next month. Yeah. Yeah. Christmas. Christmas time. Oh, man. We'll think of something. Uh, fans, tweet at us. Find us on Facebook. Give us your comments. Uh, we will be posting these top 10 lists. DJ Barbecue, tell them where they can find all our social media and links and such. Okay. Well, you can go to Kodai Radio Network with the WK capitalized at the end of net. And then you can find us at Pro. P-R-O-W-R-E-S, Uncut, for Pro Wrestling Uncut Show, on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. You can also find us on TikTok. Yes, we are on TikTok. We're that hip with it. (laughs) Uh, And my personal uh, Twitter is uh, at Cole2130. Ronald, your Twitter information? You can find me at, at Ron for your life, number four. Come uh, come say hi. Come follow me. I can use it. Yes, and uh, maybe we'll get the Iron Sheik to respond to us one of these days and tell us to go fuck ourselves. So <laughs> this well, has I'll, been fun. Go ahead. I'll, well, before inter- we go, let's let yeah, Ron, inter- go ahead. Yeah, I'll introduce the Iron Sheik to the Iron Sheik. And I'll, oh. put the, I'll put his old ass in the Campbell crutch. 
<laughs> because he's old and can't walk. <laughs> so a little bit down that for the uh, the listening audience. So I'm going through Twitter this afternoon and decided to take a break from my little project that I was doing. Um, and I saw that the Sheik put down that uh, for anybody that thinks that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie, they can go F themselves. And so I was like, you know what? Hey, our uh, icon with the podcast man in the sky, Cole Dawson, says that, you know, uh, Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. So I figured to see if Mr. Sheik could uh, set him straight. And then Cole, you know, kind of responded and lost it a little bit. We don't need to discuss this anally on the podcast. We did it last year. So, you know, Tiger Man and I were both in agreement that it matters how the story structure is. The movie is not about Christmas. It just happens to be around Christmas. Now the roles are reversed, (laughs) and I have somebody that agrees with me, so now it's two against one. Bro, 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 when your character witnesses the Iron Sheik, you have no leg to stand on. (laughs) (laughs) So if if, uh, Mr. Iron Sheik does tweet back, I'll be more than gracious with him, and I won't... uh, bury him even though he believes something that's totally stupid so that's gonna do it for this week ladies and gentlemen uh for ron kilborn uh, let's get to our store our merch store because we have oh my god i'm trying to to do an outro oh we have to make sure we get everybody to know about our merch store you know okay we gotta be able to you know do something but if you go to bonfire backslash or bonfire.com backslash store backslash Kodai Radio Network. You can get the merch today. You can even get Cole Dawson's famous shirt that it's Cole freaking Dawson. And look at this guy. He's laughing. He's dying. He didn't pay his internet bill, and he froze again. So... Are you good, sir? No, I'm not good. good? (laughs) I'm not going to be able to do an outro now. I'm trying not to die (laughs) laughing. Right now, but I'm looking at Rod's fucking face while you're over here talking about merch. <laughs> Did you Woo! eat something that might make you a little bit excited? Oh, that pizza was really good, you know? Oh, Pizza's you great. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for this week, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Cole Dawson. Uh, for Ron Kilborn, for DJ Barbecue Charles, thanks for listening. We'll be back with you next week. Have a good night. And happy Thanksgiving. This is the Kota I Radio Network podcast, and you're listening to Pro Wrestling Uncut. I am Ron Kilborn. Join me, Cole Dawson, DJ Barbecue, as we break down all things professional wrestling. Start up your Ron Mower, Ron for your life, and whose house? Oh, I'm used to people saying Ron's house back to me. Oh, well. Listen, like, and subscribe. Kota I Radio Network is brought to you by Midwest All Pro Wrestling, go to MidwestAllProWrestling.com and get tickets today. Remedy Brewing Company, it's the cure for what ails you. Jekyll and Hyde Barbecue. Jekyll and Hyde Barbecue makes barbecue so good, mm-hmm. it'll put a smile on your face. And Kodai Radio Network is powered by KBack.Rock. Rock Radio the way Rock Radio should be. Go to KBackRadio.com and listen today.